Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. The anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Hey, guys. Oh, I bought new bras this this weekend. Well, I saw on Instagram. My mom bought me new bras. That always feels good. And I feel fucking great. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah. It's so smooth. That's crazy. And not I don't dirty. Know, I don't know how you wear them. I have, I my mom wear makes bras? fun of me. I have, I have, no, like how you wear the same one. I have like... <laughs> 40 bras easily see i'm one of those girls that has four yeah i'm like i'm just gonna wear these three i can't wear it more than like two days in a row because then i put my nose in the cup part and it smells so bad mine don't smell at all mine smell like like clouds i know yeah it doesn't smell your boobs don't sweat they do but they sweat gold i don't know no i febreze the (laughs) shit out of mine mine smell mine never smell my shoes smell got a shoe see my shoes don't smell my bras do smell though oh but man maybe because mine are closer to my body so like mine are close to my body no they're not they're way far out they're way bigger i mean me i mean they're close to my skin my boobs well because like i mean like the nipples pointing so far out like (laughs) because like my bra is actually like almost touching my chest it was free yeah but mine's I mean, mine's touching my chest. Well, because well, the cup, the the, yeah. the for the point is the part that smells, not Ugh. the top. I wish I was around. You got to really stick when Madonna nose in was there. big. Got the pointy tits. <laughs> you know, I wish. I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll walk to the deli without a bra, and then Stephen's like, really? Everyone's gonna notice because I'm like, oh, do you think anybody can tell that I'm wearing a bra and I'm not wearing a bra? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Who fucking cares? I just don't care anymore. Well, I think he's just saying that because he knows you very well and he knows that you don't really like to get attention in that way. But if you're older and you don't yeah, give a don't fuck give a in your old anymore. age, yeah. I'm saying fuck it. I mean, I know ne- I go out without a bra all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's weird because like, like when you have little boobs, it's um they're like they're coney shaped. Oh, are they? So you can totally tell that I'm not wearing a bra either. Mine are like half moons. <laughs> yeah. No, mine are very like like little boop. Oh, see, yeah. You do have a lot of bras. I organize them. That's right. A you lot, have a of, lot bras. of undergarments. A lot of undergarments. I gotta get more bras. Yeah. Love What's the average amount of bras a girl can have, should have. Like should have. I mean, I think most girls probably have like five bras. I have an obscene amount of bras. Yeah. It's not normal. Man, I want I wish I, I wish I could do like a broad day mm-hmm. for like a, like I wish I had 30 bras and then every day is a new bra. Oh, and then, and then I'm like, oh, it's month. August. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that would, maybe I would walk around with my head held high. Maybe someone will make you a, a <gasps> monthly bra calendar. It oh has like a God. pocket in it and then it just, you can take it out. That'd be awesome. Like an advent calendar, but yeah. for bras. And it's huge and you, and it's cloth tit, and you hang it on your wall. That would be dope. Tit, tit vent calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I'm giving you a free idea. Yeah. Just either, make it. Either you take advantage of it and become a millionaire and give me a percentage or you don't. That's your choice. I don't, I don't. I'm no, sure they have you. days of the week bras, like yeah. underwear. Yeah. But then you always end up wearing Thursday on Sunday and it's all Ugh, a big old it's mess. A <laughs> yeah. And then you just feel like a disorganized person. I got a bra. It was a sports bra, but it had underwiring. I didn't know they make that. Victoria's yeah. Secret makes it. Yeah. And holy shit. I'm going to jog without pain for the first time in my life. I was going to say my tits hurt when I jog. I can only imagine how it yours sucks. feel. I actually, I actually hold them with my arms. Like yeah. I push my, my forearms against my chest while I jog. Yeah. So it looks like I'm a velociraptor a little bit with like a If I forget my sports bra, I can't run because it yeah. hurts too much wow oh really i didn't think it hurt for, for absolutely it fucking hurts so bad oh well it like stings stings yeah it feels Owie. awful feels awful um 
we got we've been getting <laughs> we think i love the email oh uh, yeah nacho bitches is tonight nacho bitches eleven thirty, new york comedy club it's tonight it's friday it's june 26 go go we have guy branham from chelsea lately we have jessica kirsten we have pete lee justin flanagan marcia belsky blair saki me it's gonna be great go use the code nacho for ten dollar tickets bye <laughs> the subject of this email is handies don't hurt them I was like, I'm listening. Hey, ladies, this is from a girl. Handies don't hurt them. Handies don't hurt them. <laughs> Handy don't hurt no one. Hey, ladies, something interesting came up with me and a friend last week I thought would be a good topic for guys we fucked. He and I used to fuck around about a year ago. He's by far the most open, honest, and non judgmental person I know. We don't hook up anymore, but I used to gauge the dating scenarios because he's good at it and he has a personal experience with me. Last week, we got to talking and I told him I don't think I'm very good at hand jobs because it feels like it takes forever for the dude to come. <laughs> he told me that I'm not, and he said, <laughs> Most girls I've hooked up with aren't. He's extremely sexually explorative with numbers in the trick triple digits mostly women but some dudes as well oh ooh, i like him he's in a band oh never mind <laughs> he's in a band so shit happens all the time for him so so coffee talk this bitch i've given quite a few handies in my life i've asked dudes to tell me how it feels they all say awesome good so hot zero honesty zero direction how's a girl to know how to improve if the dudes won't t- tell her am i right my friend basically called out chicks having uh, for having grip problems goldilocks if i may too light too hard just right i've experienced that with quite a few uh fingers that have gone inside me as well way too hard one dude left the mark I know communication during sexual activity can sometimes ruin the mood, but still, I feel there is some way, sexy way to be honest. Love you, ladies. XOXO. Yeah, you know what? There is. And I also am self-conscious about my hand job giving because I always have been because I'm like, there's no way it feels as good as when you do it. And I, no guy can touch my vagina the way I can touch my vagina. They just can't. But to bridge that gap, you got to fucking say something. And I think you can say it in a sexy way. Just say, Oh, a little softer, a little harder. Like do it like this or grab his hand. Like Steven's grabbed my hands and given me the grip that he wants. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. I got to work with, I like, I'm not going to guess. I'm not going to pull this out of my ass. I don't know. Tell me. Right. I think guys are less likely to do that because women, especially as you get older, are more like, like likely to, to like direct sexually guys either don't have a very like discerning taste um or they just are like i'm just so happy a girl's touch my dick right um but if this guy like the guy she's he's talking about who sleeps with a lot of girls mm-hmm. he's it's not just enough that a girl's touching it's like no i no. mean maybe it's enough but it's still he can recognize the fact that it doesn't feel as good my stance on hand jobs is, is kind of similar to yours it's like i don't i don't really bother but with hand jobs sometimes i get to moods. finish it sometimes if I, my mouth is tired <laughs> <laughs> i talked all day uh sometimes when I, I actually a lot of times with it depends on the guy like if i'm so attracted to the guy like with steven i i just his penis is like this like it's like the um it's like the sword in the stone you yeah. know and i'm like i it's the most beautiful thing ever it. and i just but i just want to like tease it and do like just like worship it almost a little bit like that turns me on to do that right and i feel like i feel when i'm giving a hand job i know when i'm doing it right and i know when i'm half-assing it and half-assing a hand job is the worst yeah and getting half-assed hand jobs probably the worst and getting a fax half-assed finger up your vagina is the worst hand job is like a morning thing if i'm parched and i don't have the amount <laughs> No of spit. hydration to uh-huh. be able to properly perform a blowjob. Do you like giving hand jobs? 
Um, I like it. I feel very indifferent. It depends. Like I said, like, yeah, like you said, like if, if someone has like a nice dick that I like to hold, but sometimes like if it's too small, like it's just embarrassing for us all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause, I'm, Cause you don't want to, my mouth is smaller than my, my hand is pretty small. My, my your mouth is smaller than your hand. So well, if it's smaller, you can go to town with your mouth. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you your all mouth sorts of tricks fine. and flips. That your a small penis is a gift to my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. No locked you off of this girl. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm gonna go on stage. I'm gonna tell Joe. Well, it's like our Funkel and Oats sings hand job, bland job, I, I don't mean, understand yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, it's like we don't we I don't think a lot of girls don't know what the fuck they're doing. But that's Most the same guys, as the guys don't yeah. know what they're doing with uh, with and I, guys I don't blame you. Yeah. Just say the alphabet. I don't know. There's a lot of confusion. It's just teasing and taking your time. I think that I think that is the go-to for anything. If you feel like you're ha- in the, have you ever in the middle of sex, <laughs> have you ever felt like, eh, this isn't going well. This is stupid. Like I'm just like, eh, I'm thinking about the weather. Yeah, you're just not into it. But if you, what I do to take myself like back into it is just like focus on teasing the person. Mm. I don't know. Well, if I like well, the person, can't. it's usually always okay. I, if I'm not into it, sometimes I'll just be like, we can stop now. <laughs> you want to watch? But that's just a, new like a person or, who I don't, what? yeah, want inside me anymore. My only so tip with hand jobs is I do always lick my palm before I, before I do it. I, use, I like using lube. That makes it you're, way easy. Yeah, you're a big fan of the lube. Lube, 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 lube. is just me having to wash my sheets when I don't want to. <laughs> um, so you guys know how last week's episode was like super fun and cute and light? This isn't like that at all. This is the exact opposite, I would say. Yeah, I, is, I mean, I don't think it's, it's like fascinating. It's, yeah, it's not. I don't think it's gonna make you kill yourself. Like no, like we thought. Like I think we thought it was gonna be a lot darker. Going I just, to- it's just interesting. And I, well, it's, we it's said this during the episode. Yeah. Comedians, comedians get to the chase. We talk about. I want to talk about dark shit. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the darkest depths of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the darkest things that uh, I. The, the, the things that could happen to a person or things that a person could be is a pedophile. And that's the, we're talking to a person today is a comedian. His name is Troy Allen and his dad was a pedophile is a pedophile is currently a, yes, he is a pedophile. Once he's not once a pedophile, always yeah. a pedophile. Am I right? And that's something we're going to talk about because I, I spent the past 24 hours reading, listening, about uh doing anything i can about pedophilia except for acting on it um Good and for you. thanks i'm not pedophile. really brave and uh, troy and i uh who you're he- here in a few minutes we were just discussing how basically within 24 hours i was kind of able to read almost all the information that there is about pedophilia not which is scary because the numbers that they estimate uh, of people who are pedophiles in the U.S. alone is in the millions. Mm-hmm. That's a to lot. One to three percent, according to the This American Life yeah. episode. About and it's it. mostly men. There are uh, female pedophiles, but it's mostly in men. And it's and it's really interesting because I think it's something even the word pedophile is probably making some of you feel uncomfortable right now. Obviously, uh, this is might be a trigger if you've experienced molestation or it's happened to yourself. So just a heads up about that. The episode doesn't get uh, into graphic sexual detail at all. Um, We just have a very, I think, uh, interesting conversation about it. But we we keep running in circles because there's just not enough information about it at all. Uh, So I just want to because we've talked before about how so often we brush aside pedophiles as just monsters, people who are heinous, people who don't deserve any understanding or warmth or kindness or any of that things. But I just want you guys to listen to this episode and maybe, just maybe think that this 
could be some kind of a mental disorder because that's what I think. Um, Mm -hmm. There's two articles that I read, one that says pedophilia is not a sexual orientation and one that says it is. Uh, And this is according to the American Psychiatric Association. They said it's not a sexual orientation. Uh, But then on the flip side, there are some people who are fighting to even so much as get it included in like LGBT. Uh, And I mean, obviously... That's uh, uh, that's up. Uh, yeah, that's that's up for discussion. But yeah. we talk about this and its relation to or similarities to homosexuality. Uh, but I think it's really interesting because just imagine having a, a sexual urge that it that you cannot satisfy. Because what we learn, I think, is that some people are just attracted to kids. That's a thing that we talk about. That I think all the three people in the conversation yeah. agree on. Yeah. This is something some people are attracted to kids and we don't really know why. And we don't know if it's nature or nurture. We don't know if it's from trauma in your childhood years or if it's an actual way that your brain is structured. Uh, But what we do know is that some people uh, are attracted to kids and some people act on it and some people are attracted to their kids or to kids their whole life, not their kids, kids their whole life and never act on it. Um, So what do we do? How do we handle this? How do we do something more constructive than just say these people are disgusting uh, and I don't want to deal with it? And I think we get into that a little bit today. Um, If after hearing the episode, anyone has any experiences to share, either if you have molested somebody, if you've been molested, I'd be super interested to hear about that. Obviously, we'll keep it confidential. Um, But I think the key so much is just sharing the information because there's not a lot of there's it not, yeah. and i really believe that people could be getting helped Help. who are just feeling shame and i know we talk a lot about shame on this podcast and a lot of you guys say well what what makes one shame shamier than another shame that kind of a thing so just just try to open listen to this with an open mind and realize that there's a lot of shame involved in this too and maybe we could be helping people other than just brushing them off and this is not to belittle anyone's experience with being molested or to sympathize with uh pedophiles but just to just try to really fucking think about this as something that maybe we can be better at because the mental health in america um in the healthcare system is a super shortcoming yeah and so welcome uh troy, troy allen, allen. There's bound to be a ghost at the back of your closet No matter where you live There'll always be a few things, maybe several things That you're gonna find really difficult to forgive We just uh, dodged a serious rainstorm, except you got stuck in a current. Yeah, so I'm okay. Well, I mean, my hair is wet from a shower, not from Uh, the rain. Okay, I was gonna say it's too hot. I can't be. be Is it hot enough for you guys? It's definitely shower season in New York City. Yeah. So okay. We're really excited to have you here. Thank this you. Is I'm a, glad to be here. This is a subject that we've never, I've never met anybody who has any experience with it. And uh, <laughs> we usually start with people's like early lives before we like dive into it. But this was a, such a big part of your early life. Yeah. Your dad is a pedophile. My dad is a pedophile. That sucks. Yeah. It, it sucks. When's the first um, time you were able to say that my dad is a pedophile? Like when did that, re- when did that realization Um, Well, I can tell you when I found out, and I don't remember the first time I ever just said, 
my dad is a pedophile. I would say it in terms of like my dad sexually abused my sisters. My dad molested. In terms of the action, right, and not the affliction. If that makes right. any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out when I was 16. I was sitting in the. Uh, my parents were divorced. I knew that was happening, and I was kind of being uh, philosophical with my mom, like, well, you know. You guys are getting divorced, but I'm trying to look at the bright side. Nothing really bad happened in our family. Mm. And when I said those words, her entire existence on the planet went dark. You could see that she was like, uh-oh, Shit. I got to tell him right now. And everything about her energy changed. And Shit. I was like, oh, uh-oh, this is not going to be good. And then she kind of gave me the story. I wandered out of the house. How did she tell house. you? Um, I don't remember her words specifically. I think she just... We sat for a while and she said, you know, your father did these things. And I don't remember the much about the conversation. I just remember her body, everything about her energy oh, just went dark. Because she now had to tell you. And basically, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I read your blog post about like you mm. saw your sisters fighting with your dad, but you weren't sure why. Yeah, yeah. That was much earlier in life. I was ooh, probably five or six years old. And what did you see? Because he, so he, the, it wasn't, so he molested girls, little girls or boys and girls? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, okay. All the victims that I know are women. Okay. They, they weren't women. They're women now. They were girls they were at girls. the time. They were, yeah. And this is definitely, this is strictly pedophilia because yeah. it's pre-pubescent. pre-pubescent. It yeah. probably, I, I know for a fact it went into some post-pubescent. So there's hebophilia, pedophilia, if you want to be technical. What's hebophilia? That. That's just sort of uh, breeding age, like pubescent, like early 13. pubescent. Uh, yeah, up into the teens. Mm. So there, there's a just, there's a distinction between the two in psycho in the DSM. Mm-hmm. So and he was both. He was both, yeah. And he's not he's non-exclusive because I know he's had sex with adult women because you're I, here. I right. exist. Yes. Yeah. I exist, and so does my three sisters, and he's had girlfriends since. Well, right, yeah, I was reading up a lot on pedophilia, um, so much so that I was actually concerned about my search engine on my computer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm at work, but uh, nah, fuck it. I'm, I'm more worried about the search I did for the chicken's Cleoka, son. <laughs> or Cleoka, whatever it is. I don't, so, uh, yeah, and so, I mean, it seems like... Uh, some people are only some pedophiles are only attracted to young children and some are attracted to both people their own age and children and I was actually I was listening to um, a psychiatrist I think speak on on something and she was saying that it might be easier uh, for people who are attracted to also people their own age to kind of actually well you know quote cure the pedophilia or at least kind of direct them towards being attracted to people their own age is that something that you've ever heard I'm not sure how much like research you yourself have done on it you know I, I haven't done as much research as I might sound like I have I've right. watched a couple documentaries and you know discussions with my sisters who have done little bit more research my, my eldest sister has done quite a bit uh, in her in her process of dealing with the issue mm-hmm. um, but as far as i know non-exclusive pedophiles which you're talking about right part of the treatment option would be look this is these are the impulses that you have these are healthy these are not so you make the choice and how do we manage these unhealthy impulses mm-hmm. that's basically it there are some yeah. pharmacological remedies uh, but not, not remedies they just sort of hit the sex drive so oh, just, and just kill they're it. Libido, yeah. They're libido depressants, but they have long-term health effects. And you're going to find no sympathy in an audience for the long-term health effects of something that depresses the libido of an exclusive pedophile. Right. You would I find mean, no sympathy except the person who has to take them has to deal with long-term health for something that is not ne- probably not their fault. Yeah. So no, there's something there's, that's there's a good balance there. That cure, though, I mean, that option mm-hmm. makes sense. I mean, because the one thing you're trying to 
curb is that desire. And even if they're there, we Troy and I were talking about, um, and I know you listen to it too, this, that this American life episode where they, mm-hmm. um, it's called tarred and feathered and it's about shaming and stuff, but they, they interview pedophiles and who never acted on their desires. And that was the first time it's I'd ever one specifically, right? His name is Adam, Adam right? in the episode. Right. I think it's, it I think it's changed. Yeah. And they, they right. Of course, of course. Yeah. They modulated his voice. And if you listen to it, you ever seen that thing? I'm going to make it sounds almost a like bit. a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen the, the YouTube thing? Marcel, the shell. Oh, I love Jenny Slate. The oh guy God. in the video I sounds like... like Marcel, the shell. And that's oh. immediately what I thought. And so I was like, okay, this, <laughs> I got to get my head out of what I'm thinking here right now. Cause all I see is like, little oh, Marcel, the shell. What a whimsical physical pedophile (laughs) but listening to that interview i have never in my life i remember i was driving with steven and his dad and his mom was asleep we were coming from six flags or something and we're like oh dad you ever heard of this american life it's a great podcast and we put on that episode because we had no idea what it was about (laughs) we're like oh road trip fuck (laughs) but i I ended up it's feeling fascinating bad for this man this poor guy who never acted on his desires he knew it wasn't bad um and and he was kind of at a loss i mean the episode was kind of inconclusive but it was really fascinating the self-awareness of of a kid that age and the maturity that he showed just Mm -hmm. knowing like look this is going to cause problems i need to manage this and the the courage that it takes him to go to somebody and say, "Look, I have this. What do I do to deal with it?" Yeah, should be he should be he should be on every national television show possible, so <laughs> right, that the right. guy, so that the people out there who are at least know they're struggling with it have some place to go to, to for the struggle. Yeah, and they're you know? more encouraged to never act upon it, and they're <laughs> they're given the sense of like this person has the sense to uh, not do anything about not touch children inappropriately and ruin their lives because right. they know what's they know what's going to happen they know what it does to the kid there's there's not a, there like, is so oh, there I is didn't remorse. know it would hurt them oh right um, and when you put if you put a face of someone a young person uh, i think that humanizes it and makes and and it's not just like a faceless monster like pedophiles that are lurking if a yeah. young person and, and and it's talked about so often that these feelings start to come up in mostly men and in ages around like 16 it seems to be that's when you start having like the the pedof- pedophilic feelings i don't know how we're calling this <laughs> yeah, urges. Yeah, maybe there's not an adjective for it yeah. there is a pe- oh, there is pedophilic i don't understand oh. how to pronounce it properly but that is um because i've been reading everything but it's just to go back to what we we're talking about it's so it's almost confusing for all the reading up that I've been doing. Obviously, this is like crunch, like, you know, crunching for an exam almost. But um, the discussions that we're having about like curing it or like redirecting feelings, it's it's it very similar to, camp. to old school. Yeah. What we, we would do with homosexuality. Now, the difference being, of course, in homosexuality, there are no victims because you're it's consenting, uh, adults. consenting course, adult, yeah. adults. And there's yeah, yeah there's no child. I think we all can agree a child cannot make a decision that they want want to have sex and that's not something they should even be experiencing but it's no. just so it's like confusing a little bit because a lot of the terminology a lot of the quote cures that we're offering um are very similar to to curing se- uh, homosexuality yeah we're talking about i think uh if i don't want to use the word similar pathology but similar sort of brain mm-hmm. changes in the brains of these yeah. people different brains with mm-hmm. vastly different implications like you said homosexuality mm-hmm not a crime there's anymore no it used to be but now there's no victims in right it. and some of the stuff i've been watching that uh, are all men pedophiles on netflix we talked about that mm-hmm. uh lady says basically it's going to be treated like homosexuality in the next 50 years mm-hmm. it's a thing that is in them and here's the way we can do this right yeah there's not going to be any pray away the pedophilia camps let's 
Let's hope. Oh God, yeah. yeah. But I think it, curbing this. I am well. so effective for the gay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure that's it right out of your system. Yeah, just just connect with Jesus and he'll do the work. Yeah, the chemical, the pharmacologicals they have, they call them a chemical castration, basically. Mm. It just. But but for pedophilia, that that should happen, right? What do you think on that? I mean, uh, to, you know, the if word you have should a dis- is a big one, but um, I wouldn't say no. I mean, absolutely, if if they've got that and they're consent to it, yeah. If if, if they're non-active. Or non-offending Meaning pedophiles, non-touching children. and they yeah, consent yeah. to it. Yes, mm-hmm. if they've acted on it, there's no consent. We're just going to shoot this drug into you, and don't do that anymore. Right? Yeah. I mean, it kind uh, of to me that's a simple choice. Like you don't. It you makes don't. Sense. Yeah. It's kind of. But sense, I don't know. I don't want to. Oh, somebody in the civil rights would be like, "Oh, you're violating their civil rights." Ah, yeah. You're fuck defending you. a pedophile, yeah. so yeah. go fuck yourself. But yep. also, I mean, uh, again, it, it seems across the board. Again, the problem is there's not a lot of research on pedophilia, and this is why it's just kind of us sitting around having a conversation, and the only thing we can go off is your personal experience with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we know other people who have dealt with pedophilia, but there's such not a shame connected to it whether you are someone who has acted on pedophilia been a victim of it or just like you like kind of a victim by uh, association association exactly environment yeah Yeah. exactly so there's such a stigma connected that there's really very little research done but across the board it also seems that uh people can agree that a lot like um serial killers there's a cross wiring in the brain the actual see a difference in the brain um they've done a lot of mris on uh, pedophiles and there's like more uh, i think they white matter in their brain so it's actually like mm. your brain structure is different and i i talked about this before like bodies that they uh, exhibit did you ever go I never see got that? To it, yeah. oh that was so fascinating my favorite part and i talk about this a lot of times is that they actually sliced open the brain of a serial killer and they compared it to the brain of a quote-unquote normal person and it's a visibly to the to me a very non-scientific person that it's a different in brain structure like is this something that you've thought about i mean like because i know you said like it's just weird to me like because the first thing i wanted to do was just like research everything yeah i um, haven't thought too much about that but when, when you say it what it makes me think of is there are probably a lot more dexters out there oh there, god yes then there are active dexters there are non-active dexters dexters mm-hmm. and then active right. dexters right. so the parallel seems to fit uh, there's there's a, something different about their brains. My dad does not understand what he's done, really. He said he's sorry, but he always qualifies it. Yeah, but your mom made me do it what? kind of thing. Yeah, he, he, bl- he blames it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He what does is, he defend? He's, what other excuses does he get? Oh, it, you, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, I had a confrontation with him, just sort of like, a, I got to get this shit off my shoulders and put it on your feet, um, maybe 10 years ago. And uh, and how old are you now? I'm 44. Okay. Yep. So I was I was roughly 34 when this happened. Okay. And I had just been I'd been so angry for so long, and I just I wanted to dump this stuff on him and see if that would be cathartic. So I met. And I had this. You've done this and this and this and this. And I was explaining why I was so angry, and mm. and he said, you know, I did it, and I'm sorry, but there are circumstances you just don't understand. So there's never any question that he did it. Never a question that okay. he did. He's never denied that he did it. Okay. But he's never but he's accepted really full responsibility. His story is he came back from Vietnam. My mother, he found out that my mother had been cheating on him. It drew Is him that high. true? Doesn't matter. No, I, I don't I'm, I don't know. I'm actually curious I mean, if he was lying I, though, but I'm I just asking know. for the fact yeah. I don't know. Um 
I'm not going to disparage my mom's reputation. I don't know. I mean, it everybody was, knows that's was, not a reason to become a pedophile. It was wartime. No, no, no. no. It's yeah, not a reason. Yeah. It's just facts for the yeah, story. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. My mother, I've asked my mom, I'm like, yeah. well, did you? I mean, because if you did, I'm big curious deal. the level of his no. delusion with that. Because if he just oh. made it up, he was so desperate for a defense, you know? But if he, yeah. yeah. And, and the, one he, the one he talks about is is uh, my middle sister. I'm not going to give any names, mm-hmm. but uh, my middle sister and him got close because she came to him and said, you know, I saw mommy with another man. So they got closer. And this was his story. This is the, oh, these are almost his exact words he told me about, I think, the first time he started this with my middle sister, who was very much the one who got the worst of it by far. The worst abuse. Yeah, without without question. Nobody, not even my sisters would argue. They'd be like, yeah, she got the worst of it. Um, he said, she started sleeping in the bed with me. We got closer. And then things just happened. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, that so sounds high. like a teenage. That sounds like a teenage boy saying with his girlfriend in the back of a VW it's bug, a things just happen. So where doesn't so, just happen, yeah. father daughter? Where's your mom at the oh time when the daughter? No clue. No was clue. your mom living in the household? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what. Okay, because I was I don't, say, I'm, I'm unclear on those. I'm sure, details. is she mad That's at herself? That's just his story. Uh, my mom carries a lot of guilt for yeah. uh, for maybe not doing more, but she went to the military. When uh, when she found out, because she didn't know what was happening. Oh, you know, she it, reported your father to the military. Well, she tried. She tr- and they mm-hmm. said, you know what? This is going to ruin your husband's career. Mm-hmm. Oh, and are you how, fucking kidding me? How, well, the military is notorious for covering things up And it's for also yeah. 1975 in America. You didn't talk about this right. at all. Well, it's 2015 and we barely talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. this is not, not much has changed. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I think it's so important that we're talking about it now. A, mili- a military counselor and also I think a school counselor said... How are you going to take care of your family? You should keep this quiet. It's going to ruin your husband's A school career, counselor your at your apart. sister's school? I believe so. Oh, boy. Holy fuck. Yeah. See, I, know, I know for a fact a military disturbing. counselor. Military doesn't surprise me. Um, the school is, that's that's really surprising. That it, I mean, that's, yeah. ooh, that's it, rough. It, it's shocking, but did to me. Did they talk to your sister, your middle sister, who got it the worst? Did anybody say anything I, I think I think she went for help, and she got basically the same response. Holy fuck! Yeah, they, so, they, they may have went together. The, those details are all unclear. You know, I get this is all secondhand information, but mm-hmm, I, the, yeah. I, these are all things that didn't happen in my vision. They're things I heard about later. Right. I got the story right. of my childhood when it was almost over. Yeah. So you're living this childhood, and you really have no idea what's no, really happening. No clue until I was 16, and then. What else Yay. did what did, what and I remember in the one blog entry you talked about uh, mm-hmm. seeing your sister threatening to call nine one one on your father, but you had no idea why. Yeah. What other kinds of things did you see that were like a, a context clues? Looking back at it, uh, looking back at it, that was basically the yeah. only one um, from from my family's life, uh, and, and that was. That was, I had to backfill that memory with facts that I gathered from my sister and from my mom about the story. Um, she wanted to go out. My mom said no, and it deteriorated, and then she threatened to call the police on my dad. Mm. My mom didn't know why she was threatening to call the police. She was confused, like, we're just not letting you go out with your friends. Yeah. You can't call the police for us. How well, my dad's sister? holding her by the throat in the closet, hitting her. Oh. And I was a really young kid. I, was, I think I put in the blog that I was eight. I was five. I must because we were we were in temporary housing waiting to get uh, permanent housing in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, and then you're so your middle sister's how much older than you? I'm the you're youngest, the youngest. I'm the youngest by nine years, so it's nine, ten, and eleven years older than me. Okay, and, okay. Yeah. Do you which sister do you not talk to anymore? Have you not middle talked sister. to the middle one? Middle and why? Sister. Why is that? Ah, um, we had a falling out. She's a Jehovah's Witness. Um, we were the closest when I was a kid. I put that in the blog thing. And the she Jehovah's is, Witness came after. 
your oh, yeah. childhood. You Absolutely. are not a Jehovah's Witness. That was not something in your family. She sought that out in. She she found a. a she's, she's still married to a guy she's been married to for 20, 25 years, maybe. Right. Uh, and he was Jehovah's Witness, I think, at the time. He brought her into the fold. So she, she kind of she sought found refuge. comfort with yeah. him. Yes. Very sought common refuge. Story. Who mm-hmm. knows? Uh, yeah. who know, if it gives her comfort, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had, she's uh, by far, I don't want to say black sheep, but she's the one that's most isolated from the family. She has no contact with my father, none with my mother, none with one of my other sisters and very infrequent with my, uh, the youngest sister in the family. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, our falling out was over her not being willing to come to the wedding of my niece because your dad was going to be? Was your dad uh, be? Maybe. Oh, because that would make kind of sense. Hmm. But I don't know. He may have been. I don't remember. I think he was. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, But it was it was goes a bunch of family that goes way back. Because she's isolated. And her part of it, her part of the story is that we don't talk to her. And that we think she's a liar. Because her our accounts of what happened are different than hers. Okay. It's, it's a very weird thing. When you get all these stories together, you have to kind of triangulate and find the truth because memory deteriorates over time. Yeah, she, and something that traumatic. I... And she's been isolated, so her version of the events has become the truth in her mind because it's yeah. never had to conflict or had never had to be vetted against other people's versions. She's insulated herself from that. And I think that's a lot of what happens. I don't think she's a liar. I think she believes these things oh, happen. Yeah. And they may, that may be as close to the truth as we're ever going to get for her, but it, it causes a lot of conflict when we're together. So it's, I could not imagine. I mean, if she, if she, if that, if any of the cheating stuff was say that was true when she did crawl in bed with your father and said, yeah. or, or whatever, having your father for the first time touch, that is, yeah. that is the, that is got to be the worst thing to ever happen to a person i can't imagine that it is not uh you know like i said it's never happened to me but it's yeah. it's got to be Holy there, there can't fuck. I, I can't think of anything does she else. have children no she does not but my other two sisters do and you talk to them uh yeah yeah uh, do you one talk more about s- it ever or like- yeah uh, my eldest sister and i talk about it quite a bit more than uh the youngest sister because youngest sister and i we get along mm-hmm. um but we're very different people so we don't we don't connect on that very often, but when we yeah. do, it's it's a it's a nice conversation. Yeah. Uh, my eldest sister is the one that I talk to most often because she's been through a lot of counseling, and we have similar worldviews, so we can kind of get through these things Connects together. Connects really well, yeah. Yeah, and she's been a real source of uh, of just like touchstone for me. I don't know if she knows that, but she should, probably should know that. And and she also experienced abuse mm-hmm. from him, but not. Do you know what happened? Uh, I used to. Or no one says it. No one talks and, uh, about it. They just know what happened. Well, we, we know what happened, and we don't not talk about it. The kids, especially uh, my eldest sister and I, we talk about it freely. Yeah. Because uh, that's just what it's we do. It's therapeutic, right? It's I therapeutic, mean, I and you need to know that someone else is out there, because to feel this pain in isolation is horrendous. Yeah. You, you, need to, you need to share it, which is why that kid, Adam, is so brave. I mean, he's feeling oh, that yeah. pain, but now he's not going to be doing it alone, so there's strength in numbers. Does your older sister have... Uh, and I totally completely understand if she doesn't any type of sense of humor when talking about it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, she, she does. She watched the Louis C.K. thing and laughed. Okay, because I want that's what the next the one, thing I was going to get one, to. Yeah, she absolutely laughed at the joke. I laughed at the joke. Interesting. Because okay. he's not making fun of their suffering in any way. Yeah, and we're talking about if you don't know, it's the Louis C.K. the Saturday Night Live most recent season finale. Uh, his monologue. His monologue. He delivered jokes about pedophilia and about it, something along the lines of I'm very strongly paraphrasing, but you know. It, 
a pedophile wants to touch a child so badly and he knows it's the worst thing in the world, but he still does it. That's how bad he wants to do it. And yeah, that's how great, it must be great. Touching yeah, it must children. be great. Yeah. 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 And, and it's I, also, do you know Mick DeFlo? No. It's also one of, it's almost, it's not verbatim, but it's the oh, same. Oh, I same heard it. was Mick whole... DeFlo's joke. He's been doing a joke like that. He's like. I heard that on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard that controversy on Facebook. Yeah, there, nobody thinks he stole it. Nobody thinks that was a stolen joke. They're just like, oh, Mick's been doing this joke for a long right, time and right. now Louie does it. It's on. already a thought right. that has yeah. been. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, if you're going to make a joke about pedophilia, it it's logically makes sense in a comedian's mind to go for that joke. Yeah. And Louie, Louis does, he's like, you know. I was the only one on the block he didn't try to. I was like, what? What's and wrong with me? And that's no different than the rape jokes where girls are like, I've never been raped and I kind of wonder why. You know, exactly. it's the same, it same yeah. exact joke, yeah. just different Yeah, Natasha Leggero has a, a similar joke mm-hmm. about like, it's always like the ugly friend who's worried about, about getting raped. Getting raped. And everyone's like, no, no one's. <laughs> no <laughs> one's. No, rape. don't yeah. worry, sweetie. No <laughs> one's going to try and so rape you. So it's the same thing. Obviously, neither are funny situations, but I feel, I, I truly believe anything can it's, be made It's the a, why not me joke. joke at it. Exactly. I, I've got, you know, if you read the beginning of my blog, I do one similar to that. It's like, you know, I found out when I was the only one of the four kids that hadn't been molested. So I started to dress a little sexier. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Right. Yes. You get the point. Yeah. Um, and we and keep referencing feels- this blog. We'll put, we're going to put, we got to put links up to these blogs because we keep talking about these blogs. Yeah. Troy um, Allen comic, Troy Allen comic dot Tumblr. We'll put, yeah. but we'll, we'll put, put the a, actual put link. links because we'll I'm sure there's lots of, if uh, I get five followers on my blog out of this, I'll have doubled the followers on well, my blog. Well, so thank God for yeah. everyone's strikes. <laughs> uh, we, we got an audience. That's what I'm talking uh, about. So, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just want to. So there's a lot of. Yeah. So this is a lot of just like stories and and piecing together. So are you when do you know your mom tells you when you're 16? Do you know how how when did your mom find out? She's the first person to. I mean, obviously, besides the victims. uh, When we were in Alaska, when my sisters, uh, this is somewhere between 1975 and 78, when my sisters came to her and said, one sister, I think it may, I don't know which one it was, Mm -hmm. these these details. I knew them all at one point. I knew the details, and now they're just kind of. Right. It's approximations Mm -hmm. of the story. Right. But she found out when we were in Alaska, so between 75 and 78. Uh huh. And then. You know, she went to the military. They said, oh, well, how are you going to take so care pretty, of yourself? You can't pretty get immediately. a job. Oh, wait. Yeah. They asked her how she's going to take care of herself? You can't get a job without your husband? Well, like, you know, make she, money. She, there's no income. She worked as a seamstress for a local fabric yeah, shop. Yeah. Now, you can't support your kids on that. If your husband loses his career, you could end up on the streets. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. This I, is the oh, 70s, baby. Man. They didn't I even would. believe in drunk driving. Come on. This is, uh, I mean. <laughs> believe ever, in drunk driving. And hap- what do you mean believe? No, that wasn't a thing. Drunk driving wasn't a oh, thing. Oh, oh, like. No, that's it, was not, just, it wasn't yeah, recognized as It bad. was have a few drinks and drive home. Exactly. That wasn't drunk, drunk driving. driving. That was practical. Wasn't you just got to get thing. home. No one. Yeah. I'm just driving home. Yes. I just got to get home. I'm at the bar. I got to go home. I'm Smoking drunk. cigarettes was just a thing you do. Eating like a full stick of butter in every meal. This is just things that you do. No one. No one's thinking about repercussions at this time. That last one is still still. <laughs> but we know we we eat the butter, but we know we're not supposed to. But we it's still there. We if you love want it. it I eat it and I dip it in sugar. So it's delicious. Oh, that's emotions gross. are tasty. Try. That's really gross. <laughs> Where are you originally? What is your accent? That's not. Uh, uh, is, are you southern? Uh, yeah. What the fuck uh, is going on here? First of all, Alaska. I'm sorry, man. God is that weird? It. That's gotta be weird. Alaska's well, beautiful. Alaska is beautiful. But I've heard. I know people who lived in it, and uh, they were. They're just. It's very desolate. Right? Well, you know, we were living on mili- in a military base, oh. which was populated. For as far as I knew, that was the biggest city in the world because I was five years old. And my dad wanted to move there, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to live here because my dad wants. To-
wants to live here and we're going to go hunt giant fucking animals Moose. and yeah. we're going to kill them. That's That was all I knew. We didn't find out until we got to Alaska that my dad had a choice in duty stations. He was given an option between Hawaii and Alaska. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he told you got the raw end of that deal. Uh, well, we didn't. My dad set it up that way. He chose Alaska, told the family that he asked for Hawaii and we got Alaska. Oh, that's well, also another disappointment. <laughs> yeah, Holy shit, I could have been living in Hawaii? Where I could have been dealing I could have been dealing with this bullshit on the on surf. Ho- yeah, on the fucking at least beach. give me a yeah. fucking view. Yeah. And a beach. And a surfboard. Jesus. Yeah. I got I think I would have picked Alaska. Well, Alaska's like gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And my dad's a big game hunter. I grew up as a, you know, hunting deer, moose, whatever. Right. But I know okay, so I know you talked about uh, also your dad was not just uh sexually abusive. Mm-hmm. He was also physically and emotionally as far as manipulation so like a move like that telling a huge lie like that where where's the i mean obviously there's logic missing because this is like emotional abuse but what so what was the point in in telling him and telling you guys that you were supposed to be moving to he didn't tell anybody it was just like a power my mom found out my mom oh, found out with some geez. paperwork. I think she saw some paperwork and was like, hey, this you lied to us. Because he just wanted to go game hunting? Yeah. He just wanted to go someplace where there were big did game he, hunting. But he had But he know. also, did he want to go to a place that was remote that he could touch kids? Uh, I don't think that had anything to do with it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I mean, can't, because it's not remote. I mean, he's still on a military base. He's yeah. still surrounded with the same people. And we came from Alaska to Alaska from uh, Alabama from a place uh, via a... Uh, Mountain North Dakota. Okay, so you've okay. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There's why you talk like that. No, damn it. Damn it. Let's get to the bottom of this. Right, why the hell you talk like that, Troy? I can't. I can't I concentrate. I don't have a southern accent. I know. Oh, that I, motherfucker! Uh, you fucking. Suck. It's just because you're New Yorkers and you sound. Now weird I grew anyway. up in Virginia, and my brother has a southern accent. I lived in Virginia for seven years, Northern Virginia, and my ex girlfriend. Uh, was from Tennessee. She had a slight Southern accent. I you, think that's where I picked it up because uh, I lived. I lived. It's I lived very contagious. Just I will inside say. the Beltway. Mm. Yeah. So I think well, this is left Tennessee, over. Tennessee, not her. Tennessee. So that leads me to believe you might be. But I thought like... you can't pick up an accent. That's like Madonna. No, you can. I, I, I picked think up you can. an accent because I'm from Colorado originally. Well, I, grew I mean, up I think in Colorado. I, I, I thought it was like li- like a, ling- a ling- linguist will argue that you. I mean, like you can because you hear it, but it's not really. It's not really there. Maybe it's. We'll get to the bottom of that. So maybe the accent is the, left over from the pain in my heart. On the link to say, good one. Back to the pedophilia. Um, <laughs> Back to let's, touching let's stay on kids. Topic, Troy. God, let's, let's not talk about your love life because that is not well, an interesting the, podcast. One of the things I wanted to ask you was, how does this affect your sexuality? Has it? Uh, it has had some effects on it. There is, uh, you know, for a long time when I was an adult, uh, I couldn't date much younger than I was. Like two or three years at the max. Beyond that, I started to feel weird. And if I saw an older guy with a younger woman, I was like, she's got daddy issues. He's a pedophile. Fuck you both. You're screwed up. It's an unhealthy relationship. I just made no allowance for the fact that it could be a healthy relationship. Yeah. I made no allowance for that. I understand Um, that. But for my own sexuality, you know, there's to some degree the idea that sex is a there's a victim in sex. Yeah, is there a, has been there not not severely i think yeah. i'm lucky in that way i think i'm mostly healthy sexually but i do have sometimes like all right if i'm not going to have a relationship with this woman and we're having sex she must be the victim if i'm mm. not in a committed relationship got it there is there have been shades of that in my brain and some guilt associated with it uh but beyond that i don't think so were you ever afraid like do i have any of this in me 
Not really. Um, yeah. You think about it. My mom asked me that question a couple of years ago. She said, is the reason you're not getting married and having kids that you're afraid you're going to do what your dad did? And I was like, well... <laughs> No, thanks. Yeah, that's, you would know. I mean, you would can't find a girlfriend that'll stick yeah. around. That's <laughs> thanks, no, mom. I'm, I'm a comedian. Would it be that's easier for you, mom? Yeah, I want to touch kids. That's why I'm not married and having kids. So that's why. Will you fucking leave me alone? Be now? easier for your mom to understand. Stay yeah. out of my You're personal business. Shut up, mom. And stop setting me up with girls that look like the Nest Quick Bunny. Jesus Christ. Wait, what? Furry? Yeah, yeah. She set me up with like a girl a long time girls? ago. I met a nice girl for you, and she was Hi, a very I'm nice Bertha. girl. But she was just like, hmm, and then she, oh, she was toothy, yeah, toothy. And, and Does that make she, your dick hurt? No, nah, it, <laughs> it, it made it shrivel. It made it scared. And then we're driving around, and she was dancing while she was driving to Cotton Eye Joe in a way oh, that would make that no. that commercial. That, what was that commercial? The Mazda commercial oh, where the chick was voguing God. in the commercial. I put that to shame. Much it was like, like you've wow. blocked out a lot of your life, I blocked, I blocked that out. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It blocked was out Cotton Eye Joe until now. Oh, the so worst, yeah, we, we worst song ever. Oh God, <laughs> we don't. Uh, we 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 don't we don't let mom set me up anymore. Yeah, Mm-mm. how's she doing, mom? Yeah, uh, mm, that's weird. She's mom. Yeah, uh, she has to a certain degree weathered the storm, but she's she's uh, she shows the signs of wear. Yeah. She carries some guilt around with her for why didn't she do X or Y, you know, um, why didn't she get the kids and leave? Because she they put the fear of fucking God into her. That's yeah. why she didn't leave, because they made it impossible. It was like the Truman Show. She tried to leave and there's that dog barking. You there's can't no leave. Because Uncle yeah. Sam was like, you will be nothing. Yeah, you will end up on the streets and your daughters will be horrible people. I'm like, well, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, Uncle I Sam. Glad, glad we're fighting the good fight. Yeah, she yeah. already she felt like she. I've already in a way, maybe like I've already let this happen like let's not make things any worse by then yeah. so now they've they're sexually molested and now they're gonna have no money and it's that was, ugh, that was yeah there's, there's definite guilt there you know she says you know i've heard her say i should have killed that son of a bitch uh-huh. yeah. uh, and i i don't disagree with her but i also yeah. for a while i was angry like why didn't you do something you know why weren't you the i don't know whatever strong male female figure from a movie that we see why weren't you that person did, well, and, you did know, your dad ever threaten to do anything violent to your mom? Should oh, she yeah, have said anything? Yeah. He hit her one time mm-hmm. uh, when I was young. I remember he knocked her to the floor. Mm-hmm. They were, I woke up. They were fighting. I didn't know what they were fighting about. I was probably 12. He knocked her to the floor. I still don't know what they were fighting about to that day. Right. But I saw a good excuse to stay home from school. I was like, I can't go to school. I'm a little rattled. Right. <laughs> I'm going to need to stay home today. Well, that's really legitimate. <laughs> a true comic making it about that's you. Right. Bravo. I, I should probably stay um, home tomorrow. because I feel pain I'm, right now. Yeah, there's, pain, there's pain in my heart. Can I? stay home from school today and have three bowls of Cap'n Crunch that'd be good I would want to get the fuck out of there I mean did you did you feel was there you said now until you were 16 you kind of felt like you had a, a good home life so mm-hmm. I mean was things like that were those isolated incidents that yeah, really did isolated incidents yeah I remember that my parents had fights every now and then but I mean physically didn't didn't alarm only go one, off only once for the physical thing and, and that, then the other time with my sister but I just at that point I wasn't even thinking about that you right. know, I was just like, all right, this is an isolated incident. My mom and dad are fighting. I don't know yeah. why he hit her. No, yeah. this is this is weird because I think this is like for me as a child, even at 12, if my dad hit my mom, which never happened, I would have been like, what the fuck? But we do have enough not to make you feel old, but we do have enough age gap between us that I feel like in a way it's a little bit of like to the moon, the Alice. You know, like the times was yeah. w- w- did you have friends who 
had parents who were hitting each other? Was this more of a normal thing? Just a little bit of accepted to give your wife a slap now and then? No. Um, I Here's how I remember the fight. I woke up to hear screaming. My mother was uh, following my dad down the stairs, just pounding him. She was going after him. So I, she I don't was remember. I, remember him? I knew at one time what they were fighting about. But uh-huh. I don't remember now. Uh-huh. But she was letting him have it. And he turned around and backhanded her once and knocked she her fell down. To the floor. And she fell to the floor. I was on scene. I diagnosed a broken leg right away. I was like, Mom, your leg is broken. You can't. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't broken. No. I was just on scene doing well, what I, I could really, do. I, I was really like, don't I got wanna, this. I got I this, everybody. I don't want to go to school, oh so I'm going to sew your leg up. Yeah, I'm going to need to set the leg and administer some painkillers. <laughs> I'm going to need the I'm going to be out until next Tuesday. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go ahead and check out between now and when I'm 35. Is that good? <laughs> Can I just go ahead and check the fuck out? Now, one of the things you mentioned is your anger that you've carried with you for oh, a lot yeah. of your life. And yeah. I. Uh, and you said anger is a waste of time is a waste it doesn't do any good um but you you also made the point of like you were robbed of your time you were robbed of your childhood you were robbed of like a father right but so if anger is a waste of your time what is not a waste like how do you possibly shelf the anger do dissolve it or what do you do i'll tell you um i don't know i'll let you know when i'm done with the anger um it, you guys, we were talking earlier before before we came in to record that you've got me at an interesting time because of the, the Father's Day blog. Yeah, um, so you just called your dad this past Sunday. I, I called him uh, on Father's Day, maybe for the first time in 10 years. Damn. We've talked maybe 15 times in the last 10 years. And I've never, I haven't said happy, happy Father's Day to him in I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. I called him on Sunday. I didn't say happy Father's Day because I don't feel that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. But and, and it's not deserved and I don't want to be insincere, but I did call him and make a sincere inquiry. How's your health? And talk to him about that. And you know, he told me the, the stale jokes he's always telling me. He's got Because you know. your dad's currently suffering from Parkinson's. Yeah, he's got Correct? Parkinson's. Okay. Yep. Um and it is fairly advanced. He just sounds he sounds like a fading human being at this point. He sounds so small when I talked to him on the phone. He was born in nineteen thirty six, so oh, okay. he is uh seventy nine. Okay. Holy shit, he's seventy nine he years old. Yeah, he's he's old and he's showing it now. Um When's the last time you saw him in person? Maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, we How had, was that? We had dinner. Uh it was okay. I, I always feel when I'm around my father that I'm the I'm the authority figure now. Because he's, 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 he's just, you have to keep him in line. Shrinking he's and shrinking and he's also, when he deals with waitresses, he's always like, hey, sweetheart. I'm like, yeah, stop, oh, stop gross. doing that. Cause, and it's the context. If you were around somebody who was a decent human and right. you didn't know their history, that would be, although still unacceptable in, by it's today's charming. standards. No, he's an old guy. Fuck it, it wouldn't have anything behind it. But I know, I feel like I know what's behind it. So I'm like, you know, why don't you know, not do yeah. that? And then he starts, he starts getting kind of dark. I'm like, yeah, just shut up. We don't need to hear any of that from you. Yeah. But, and it, and it kind of makes the impulse to hit him that I used to have really strongly. Have you ever hit him? No, I never have. Uh, I had some violent fantasies about him. Yeah. I, uh, I stopped, I started having dreams when I was younger about trying to hit him and I couldn't. You have those dreams where yeah. you're like trying to hit something and no matter how hard you hit it, it's just looking at you like that didn't fucking hurt. Yeah. I stopped having those dreams in my early 20s and I started dreaming about beating him to shit. Yeah. And that's a good feeling. I don't know what that means in my brain. I think it means I was just beginning to come to terms with some stuff and beginning to establish my own power in the relationship. I think probably all, all that has to do with 
but uh, I've, I've never hit them. That I, made you I feel regret... good, though, dr- dreaming like that? I mean, wouldn't you wake up very exhausted and tense? Like, are you, you're, like, grinding, grinding your teeth and things like that? I mean, that I, sounds miserable. I may it sounds have. sounds satisfying to me. It, but, and, it's, <laughs> I have anger It's, it's probably mixtures of both because it is, it is somewhat cathartic. It's satisfying. See, because I find no catharsis in anger at all. It, it's oh, ex- yeah. it, it, it exhausts me. It exhausts me, too. Uh, it absolutely but it, exhausts but me. So that, but does it exhaust you and then kind of, like, relieve the tension because you're too tired to be upset? Kind it of? might have started out that way uh-huh. uh, i wrote in the blog that it, it absolutely is not that way anymore it's it's fucking debilitating exactly it'll yeah. debilitate every aspect of your life it'll it'll ruin How? your relationships it will it will make you not funny on stage when was the last time you saw somebody rant on stage and that was funny i mean i mean, I, mean real, I see it a lot <laughs> real anger but but if you're angry like, to the yeah bill no, burr bill burr is angry right. but he's smiling the whole time he's right. up there and he's you found a way to transmute the anger into comedy yeah. you can't take anger up on stage you have to take comedy that comes from anger yes in my you're view absolutely right uh and you know it, it just it drains you it's, it's it takes all of your energy so when you get up on stage you've got no positive emotional energy to give out it swells your whole being it's just how absolutely do you, suffocating how do you um come up from that how do you stop being suffocated by that you know for uh and this is um, for me it's sometimes as easy as somebody i know walking up and putting their hand on me yeah it male female doesn't matter it's not a sexual thing Comfort. it's just like somebody a human being touches me mm-hmm. um a hug an unexpected hug will sometimes just snap it hmm. and a lot of times angry is a decision angry angry is it yeah. it feels like an impulse but it's an impulse that becomes a decision because you feel anger at first to something you're like all right i'm angry about this you have to step back be objective about change your it. perspective change right? your perspective it's hard be objective, to, open but... it up explore it then that anger is constructive because you've identified something with the anger but you've fleshed it out and investigated it with a dispassionate mind then you get somewhere with comedy yeah in my view when i'm, when I'm trying to write mm-hmm. if you're just angry clouds everything yeah it clouds everything. I know a lot of this the stuff that you're talking about. This is stuff that you've worked through in therapy, <laughs> sure. partly, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. Therapy talk. I just always hear the therapy talk. Um, so how how long have you been seeing a therapist for? I see them off and on. I'm not seeing one right now. I was for a while. Um, oh, you're not? Okay, I thought you were. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm going back actually tomorrow night. You guys are caught me in a really Oh, okay, because that's because I know you said this, you yeah. had an appointment with a therapist. Okay, so that's what yeah, that. Okay. I'm, re- I'm resuming work. What does the therapist guy. tell you? Uh, not much. You know, we just, he just lets me express things. Um, he's very much sort of. Uh, the same therapist off and on or have you switched? It's the same guy that I've been going to for the last, uh, I went to him for six or eight months and uh-huh. then I had to take a break. Uh-huh. Uh, and now I'm back with him. Okay. Um, but I've seen a handful in my life mm-hmm. um, and uh, for, for varying different times. It's always been for anger. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm cured. No, you're not. What are you're they... just saying you're cured just so and you walk away. Is the anger definitely, it, it stems directly from your dad. It was, there was, this was not a problem before. Uh, is that true or is that not true? I would, I was a short tempered kid. Okay. But that I can't ever remove temper and anger from the context of my family because I come from that family. Even if I didn't know what was happening, I think subconsciously you still pick some shit up. And that's yeah. what that was causing the discord in my brain. Yeah, right. my parents I, fought so much violently fought, not physically violent, though, uh, but verbally so really nasty and mean when I was just a toddler. I mean, from when I was a toddler, when I was 12. It'll fuck with you. And it, I, I'm yeah. wondering, like, oh, fuck, is that why I'm so angry? I'm very, I'm, I can get I can get very, very, very angry and I can't control it. It's, it is the building, but not consistent for me. It's just yeah. Add, add being six foot three, 215 pounds onto that. It's, you know. I've broken a lot of phones and put my hands into a lot of walls 
And that's just, that's just what it is. That's just yeah. what anger is. And then when you get older and you realize, Hey, that fucking hurts. You start to you, internalize the anger and oh, then, well, you got to express then you it. get cancer. That's what, yeah. that, that's, that's that, that's the life. That's the story. Do you, do you punch walls and stuff to feel? Cause sometimes when I do anything extreme physically and it's never to another person, but it's always like to an object, I, I need to embarrass myself. I need to take it so high, my anger. I need to go so hard that I need to either say something so not so atrocious, or or ruin like ruin my, like crack my phone or break something and feel so embarrassed and stupid about it. That's the only thing that'll calm me down. Mm. Is that where you get out of? If I get that? to that point, I suffer humiliation after that. That's almost worse than the anger. Oh. And then what will happen to me is I'll feel humiliation for my anger, then I'll get mad that I'm humiliated because I let myself get that angry, and then I get right back. Everything oh, for me just dear God, back See, my humiliation calms my anger. Oh, oh my God. I'm tired just listening to this conversation. Well, yeah, imagine being... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's a thing. Dear God. But my mom always would say she was... I mean, that I because I just... I, I don't... I, it's, it's so funny because I think everyone would think I'm like the angriest person ever. I'm not angry at all. <laughs> but like... I aspire to that. I'm only angry on stage, and that's the end. So 15 minutes a day max and then but uh, don't you ever feel like if you break something then you're just hurting yourself and you just have to clean up or pay for whatever you broke exactly because my mom always said there's no point in destroying something because you're just hurting yourself and messing up your own life well that and that's embarrassing exactly right that's embarrassing and humiliating and and i and i get really disappointed in myself and then that but that takes me down from this like hulk rage that i feel if if Mm. i haven't if i haven't if i if i lose my shit somewhere I will go home and feel horrendous. I, what's I, the biggest ang- thing you've ever done when you lost your shit? Like, what's the most? I've no, oh, honestly, geez, to know. me, it's like break a plate, but on, on the floor. Like, I've never really done anything that in that, that like wild. I don't think. Yeah, I you know I, I've broken handset phones and stuff yeah, like that. Hands that. through walls. Um, I've never hit a girlfriend. I was I, just going to say, have you ever hit anyone? I, yeah. You know, if, if I've been anything in terms of abusive to girlfriends, it's probably emotionally. emotionally yeah. um, the best kind. I know. <laughs> That's the kind that really sticks with you. The makeup sex <laughs> after some emotional abuse is really quite good. Oh. So, I mean, yeah. do you think that the, the, this anger problem is the reason why you have trouble staying in a long-term relationship? I mean, do you think that's the main source or do you think it's something else? Uh, I think those are other things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got all kinds of commitment issues and I always think about myself, all right, until I've dealt with this, mm. why would I want to be in a relationship? Yeah. Who would want to be in one with me is, is a deeper issue. Because it's hard to be, I, I, I know that it's hard to be around me when I'm angry. I've heard that from What triggers your anger? Oh, all kinds of shit. Okay, because I, I, I get, mine's on my specifically triggered. <laughs> like, my, mine is, my, I don't just get angry at any, nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you get angry out of nowhere? Yeah, my, uh, oh, okay. this, this is kind of metastasized for me. Um, and you're talking to me now. I think most people that know me at social think, oh, he's well-adjusted and he's affable. He likes to make jokes. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, but well, I then, never thought you were well-adjusted. No, I, I just assume every comedian is not well-adjusted <laughs> until comedian. they prove otherwise. I'm a well-adjusted person. <laughs> you don't seem like a guy who's going to flip out, though. Quote Certainly unquote. not. Because well, yeah. you didn't see me choke the heckler at Otto's shrunken head. Did oh, you choke? And I'm really heckler? sorry that I missed that. That, yeah. that sounds. I would have gotten satisfaction out of seeing. If it. anyone I, deserves I abuse, it's hecklers. I did get satisfaction. Out Amazing. Of that. But that was that was somebody antagonized me. Oh, okay. But See, that I, doesn't always have you, to happen. Do you mean, did you literally uh, put your him. hands yeah, around? Yeah, I put his Did they call the around. cops? 
No, no. I, I put my hands around his throat, slammed his head into the wall. And then when I when I last saw him, because everybody joined the fracas, all the other comics, and he was part of some band or whatever, and they were Fuck. all just swing. Last time I saw that kid, wow. he was down on the ground. No fewer than three comics were kicking him. He, oh, was a, Jesus. he was a class one fucking douchebag, and I just knew it the minute he opened his mouth and started talking shit in the show. Oh, like, so any heckler, I don't bag. I don't condone the group violence, but hecklers suck. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I do condone kicking him when he's out. What? I don't, oh my god! Yeah, that, so that, violent. That you that boys. Is a little, well, I actually got into a phys- my Dear first god. ever physical confrontation two nights ago, but uh, uh, and I thought I was gonna. Sometimes when I'm angry, I fantasize about just like I want someone to do something to me so bad that it gives me the right to. To punch them like I want someone to punch me Violent fantasy, so yeah. I can punch them and then somebody did something close to that and then but I wasn't in a violent I, I just I was sad because of my dad's health and stuff so I just mm. I was like I, I want to get angry right now and I want to like chase you down the street and like beat you up but like I, I don't have it in me you don't have the energy <laughs> and it's you know it's what I wrote about in that thing and it's interesting you guys catch me now because Sunday was sort of uh I'm not going to say cathartic, but maybe something of an emotional just move forward for me, a step forward. Because yeah. I just called him just to say, hi, hi, how you doing? And talk to him and put aside the things that make me angry about him and the things that he's done. And just deal with the human being that, by all accounts, is suffering. It's hard to feel sorry for him. I absolutely get that. But that doesn't mean he's not suffering. So right. I just tried to call and engage on that because you you know if you believe in anything in energy and metaphysics you can't solve a problem with the same frequency that you created it you can't True. solve it at the same level you can't solve anger that's like with someone anger, anger. You have yeah to you solve gotta anger calm with it down love yeah and or at least compassion and then you get to understanding that dissolves anger then you can move forward and you recognize anger as a as a good move it's like all right that's triggering me what's what makes me angry about it. Now I understand it. Now I can talk about it and it's reasonable because if you just get angry, that's all you're going to do. You're just going to get angry about shit. And I've been doing it since I was 16 years old and it does nothing for you. So how did that call end with your dad? Uh, I'm going to Amsterdam in a couple weeks for my birthday. Oh, for real? Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Good for you. What did he say? And you just were talking about that? Yeah, we're talking about a little bit. He said he might come over. He won't. Come over where? Amsterdam. To Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. is he a pathological liar? No, he oh. just—he's too old and. Yeah, I was like, oh. I don't know. He's, he's, I don't know if he's physically like, able to travel to Amsterdam he, he by can. himself. He can. He even could. with Parkinson's, he's, a, he's all right. Yeah, he, to do he, that by himself. He's a—he's a—he's a, a stubborn donkey of a human being right. in many ways, and he's got military benefits to just fly wherever he wants oh. to go, so we can go there cheap. And you know, we've talked about. He said, hey, we could go fishing over there. That's been our thing my whole life. Is we're just going to have this fishing trip one day, and oh. everything. The sun's going to shine. We're going to catch a giant blue marlin. We're going to hug. He's going to say, "I'm sorry." And I'm going to go out in the Without world, a defense, get yeah. a job as an accountant, and oh, stop boy. being angry. You know, but that's not going to happen. No. It's nice to know the military is flying around uh, people who abuse their family. He didn't. He didn't know. <laughs> he, he. He. You know, the military doesn't know my dad. He retired. Uh, yeah. He retired a decorated uh, officer. Well, I mean, they do know. They just chose to ignore They chose it. to be like, yeah, well, we're not going to address this. Well, one person, no. Uh, literally person, one singular person knows. He probably, I, if I had he to guess, I would say he told no one. What was that person's ranking? And he didn't ranking? write anything down. He was an officer of some sort. I don't know. Okay, so. I used to fantasize a lot when I was younger, when I found that out about tracking that guy down. I would love to talk and, to that yeah. person. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my darkest moments, I was like, all right, where's your daughter? Shooter, that hurts, doesn't it, motherfucker? All right, well, yeah. Next time, a yeah. really bad. You can't solve problems thing that, that way. wouldn't solve anything. But that's the impulse <laughs> would that you feel. destroy many more lives. You want to, you want to destroy everybody's life who impulse. didn't intervene on your behalf, right? Uh, and then you, you know, I thank God, just one bullet in Vietnam. 
one bullet in yeah. Vietnam, one stray bullet a, from friendly fire. I can see the happen. anger now. Yeah. Not, now you when, oh, I, you when you indulge it, as when it gets worse. That's yeah. the thing. It's like right. It's like it's addiction. The more you indulge it, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah. chemical thing in your brain. Yeah, I got and you have to kind of like, all right, move away from that. Let's right. talk you about have to take a step. It's very hard to take a step back. Oh right. sure, you know it gets Oof. easier, but. Uh, um, I want to go back to your dad. So you, you, he, he talked a lot about, like you said, he fed you excuses, oh, things yeah. like this, reasons. So what is the most, at its most in depth, what, what, how, how, how talking about the, the incidents, what has he said to you? Anything um, that gave you any reason or meaning or understanding into a, what he was feeling because that's what i'm really interested in no what is going on in the mind of a pedophile because i think it's easy to just brush it off and say this person's a monster this person's oh, doing terrible yeah. things that's and that's what we've been doing for years and years and that's not solving anything not a damn i thing. think we can all agree that this is people some people have an attraction to prepubescent children and that's not normal Mm-mm. but how do but how, how do we it's not fit? normal but it might very well be natural in that it's exactly. just the way they're born exactly yeah. so has he ever said anything that gives you any understanding into this well here's here's as far as i can go with understanding you know i do the right. bit on stage about uh i've done the research on the causes of it, and they say you know environment has something to do with it brain science has something to do with it and you talk about environment with my dad or, and they also say, you know, her, genetics might be hereditary. Uh-huh. And I do a joke on that, like, oh, shit, this is, I'm going to have to wake up tomorrow and buy a van and some candy. This is a fucked up. <laughs> yeah. This is not, Fuck. that's not what you want to hear. You know, if, 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 How do these jokes go over, by the way? Uh, depends on the mood I'm in. Um, uh, I'm getting better. Because if you are angry, they can tell and they're like, this yeah. guy's got to go to a therapist. And if, and if you say something that heavy and let it sit in the room there and a hole will open up right here and all the energy will fly out yeah. of it right by your head and the crowd will be like, shit, I did it. <laughs> I did. Uh, Honey, I did. I'm a, sorry I took you here. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the bit the other night, and I basically say, you know, for me to raise the bar in my family, all that I have to do is drive by an elementary school and not stop. That's. Yeah. I, I just. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm winning the game. That's if funny. I can Some do people that. go to college. Some yes. people. I just have to just not touch a kid. Don't and do I am a fucking them. hero. Good it's amazing. You. That's my baby. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's my son up there not touching kids. <laughs> that's Good really Troy. funny. That's yeah. really funny. Um, one of my buddies, a comic, was watching the show the other night. He's like, you know what? That's stuff about your dad it's almost not uncomfortable anymore (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um you know and you have to do it light when you if you're gonna tip an audience back in their chair like that you have to catch them very fast so they don't get the sensation that they're falling they just have to have that brief moment like where's he taking me and then you catch them right because if you don't they won't trust you right i love that Um, and the thing with being offended is like the audience is getting offended like this is your fucking experience dear god you're just here and they're just offended at the word pedophile they're just oh word pedophile trigger words i should leave absolutely he said, he said rape. I got to tune out from the joke because it's a joke about the pain of rape. No, I could not agree more. Fucking yeah. morons. Uh, yeah. So, so environment with my dad. Um, mm-hmm. His dad was uh, brutally physically abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom was a wretched bitch. Uh, my grandmother was. Say what you really feel, I, Try. She went to her Now, grave, is that a mental disorder or. Wretched bitch? Wretched bitch. It is, it is in I the DSM. Got, I was like, is that in the DSM? Oh, she got that wretched bitch disease. It's in the DSM. A sub, and a subcategory is called cunt right there. You just write. Uh, she was. And she probably had reason. After she died. Um, and I, I learned some more about their lives. She she also he was abusing her too. He he was beating up 
my my dad's dad was beaten up. My wife and all the kids. My dad spent time in foster homes. He was broken he up from his kids, from, from his from his siblings. Your grandfather around. sexually molesting? As far as I know, no. I think no. he was just physically abusive. Okay. Um, so he comes from that. My dad had the wherewithal to say, this is a fucked up situation. I'm going to join the military. So he joined the military, went to Korean war, okay. came back. I think he meets my mom. Right. She's charmed by a guy who, you know, when you meet my, if you'd met my dad when he was younger, he was charming mm-hmm. and he was a, you know, reasonably good looking guy. Kind of needs if you're a puddle. Yeah. He <laughs> got, got charmed. He got half certain. Kids are sensitive. You got to have some candy to lay out, you know, you got to have more than No candy. one's going with a scary guy. <laughs> yeah. No one's like, you look like a pedophile you would never pet attract wolf. children. Yeah. <laughs> As if the children are attracted in the first place. <laughs> Holy Christ. Oh, now we've gone off the chains. Um, that's terrible. <laughs> that's cool. a bummer. So, so, he, so he goes, he, he goes to the military, which I think the military has a lot in common with people who go to religion for some stability. The military is a great place. If you fucking are lacking stability in your life. Oh yeah. He didn't have structure. He yeah. didn't have, he this didn't have great. a lot of things. He mm-hmm. wasn't, he didn't finish even, I think he finished the ninth grade mm-hmm. and they went in the military. He comes back, he meets my mom and he goes to Vietnam and he comes back and it's after he got back from Vietnam that things started. As far as we know, mm. he didn't do anything before then. Mm-hmm. It was when he came back from vietnam and in his story about how my sister said mommy's been with another man and he's like oh well then maybe you and me should hook yeah. up so there's some ptsd going on here oh, too no doubt. yeah no what doubt what if he touched people in vietnam though no. i mean i don't, I don't know. think I, there's really anyone to touch <laughs> i mean vietnamese they're, they're children but they're oh vietnam, i mean yeah. i was gonna say within you i mean you're not like how much yeah, i don't know how much interaction i wager that i have a vietnamese brother or half brother or sister somewhere but you know that's different different podcasts well, that, but you you think that but having sex with a woman of a consenting age though yeah 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 it, it was you know he was probably yeah. i mean they were all fucking some... each other i mean like watch miss saigon on broadway like that's <laughs> that's your context yeah you know? absolutely you know, miss saigon, saigon said it i think that's exactly what that's everything about. i know about the vietnam war came from platoon so <laughs> i can't say anything else exactly. <laughs> except they didn't address the tonkin gulf resolution as clearly as they could have um so that that was his he grew up in a horribly abusive home okay um and and i i heard this one story that made me feel compassion for him i was having dinner with him and his sister and her husband so my aunt and uncle uh-huh. um it was i was living in washington dc and my father was sitting to my left my aunt and my uncle were sitting across the table and she was telling this story about how uh grandfather was going after the family and my dad jumped between him and my other aunts and uncles, and he just got the fuck beat out of him by my grandfather. Mm. And when I looked at my dad, he was practically in the fetal position with the memory. And that was the first time I remember thinking, that that's the creature that molested kids, mm. not my dad. That individual right there who just shrunk, he was... 69 years old at the time Mm -hmm. and he was just balled up in the corner practically trying to get away from the conversation yeah and then later he caught himself he's well maybe you now you understand why i did some things like all right well dad i gave you an inch and you're gonna take twelve thousand miles (laughs) really fucked it up and i think we had a pretty nasty one that night because i was like you know nothing that's happened to you nothing happened to you in vietnam i don't care if mom fucked every officer on the base in new mexico while you were there, videotaped it, sent it to you, and then told you how good it was. That does not lead to what you did Nothing. to my sisters. Yeah. And when you when you say that to him, he can't get out of it. Oh uh, yeah, well. So he just makes excuses. Response. He's never actually admitted or come to terms with the fact that he might have just something psychologically wrong with him. Has that ever something that he's ever 
you've heard him it's talk never, about? It's, it's his, it, he did it, but it's not his fault is really the narrative that he lived But by. he's blaming it more on his Other upbringing, people. his his experience in Vietnam. He'll fight any reason, because he was backfilling at that point. He saw that I felt, com- he, he must have seen that I was like, wow, that's, I see the pain in this human right. being. And then he's like, oh, well, now maybe you understand. Oh, so he God, was just using it as opportunistically. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, now you understand. That would be roughly the same as me saying I molested some kids, but. Oh, my God, was so mean. You know, my yeah, dad whatever. was mean yeah. to me. It's yeah. it, There's no cause and effect there. Yeah. And now the yeah. more we understand about pedophilia, the research you're doing just backs that up, says there's not a cause and effect. There might yeah. be an environment. Vietnam didn't influence. have anything to do with it. Yeah. I don't think his abusive father had much to do with it either. Really, yeah. the, uh, I don't know that I've researched that. and know. I don't. Well, I wonder it's, it's, because this is some... nature versus nurture now. Yeah. This, again, this is very similar to homosexuality. I mean, are you born a pedophile? Do you become a pedophile? Yeah. From what I've read, again, you, super minimal you're born a pedophile just as i i I mean i think you can become a serial killer through anger and stuff but i mean i think and this is a murderer and a serial killer two very different things you're i i'm you're born a serial killer i mean there's a a lot of research that that you see signs early on there's children who kill animals in their backyard that's a warning signs that hey you you might be a serial killer you're a serial killer. <laughs> we we got to rewrite Foxworthy's whole legacy. You might be a serial killer if. Sounds so much better when you say We it. can make the onion of BuzzFeed and be like, you might be a serial killer. <laughs> make a list for any of the fucking Listicles. websites that don't hire writers. No, this all this all stemmed from a conversation Troy and I were having outside the Grizzly Pair. Because this oh, is the, the finest of Of all the places to have it is the place they're most likely to be found having a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, I love comedians because we don't really do small talk like i ran into you i hadn't seen you you know in like ever within five minutes we're talking about how your dad's a pedophile how the fuck did we even get into that i don't know but it's great because i like yeah i, I don't know i want to the meat i want to know what makes you tick okay uh, <laughs> so or just fly off the edge whatever it is now and in this conversation you also mentioned that you had a neighbor a girl who was someone oh, I told you the story you did and were you allowed to talk about this because I think this uh, is super interesting well yeah we can talk about it because I'm not going to drop any names yeah um, no obviously no but uh so you had you had a, a this young is, this girl is the, this is the most twisted story of oh, my God, childhood what? I think uh-huh. uh, for, that involves me um there were some we had some family friends that were his fa- her father was also in the military um, so this young girl this is your is your neighbor my age my, okay. not not a neighbor uh family friends they live quite a ways away from oh us. okay you know maybe maybe a 20 minute drive away okay mm-hmm. um they were family friends mainly through my dad and the and the father my mom didn't like them because they were enormously fat uneducated just you know all when the you, when you, those fatties when you think of the, <laughs> when, when you think of when you think of the walmart Scooter, scooter crowd mm-hmm. that is what these people were. oh the ones that are they're yeah. only in the scooter because they're so overweight yeah it's not yet oh. it's because they don't want to move yeah whatever you know um Depressing. so my mom my mom didn't like them okay. um and i was i was friends with the daughter she was she was a hefty girl already and uh she was the yeah, I guess I'm going to admit this Just on a podcast. Just say it. Well, she's the first girl to ever give me a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, you told me she was a pr- she was promiscuous. She was she was she was promiscuous, and and we can talk about the motivations and you know absolutely. If you're sexually active, that's one thing. If you're promiscuous, the driver is totally different, mm. and it's unhealthy in this case. And I uh, 
she gave me a blowjob, whatever. I think I had sex with her once or twice in, How in my early teens. It was 16. Okay. Um, what, what, 16 was a banner year for you. crazy year for you, Troy. It was, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> kind of a year. Your dad's a pedophile. You're going to lose your virginity. Yes. <laughs> he's just, he's just, <laughs> that's a different kind of sweet 16. <laughs> At least I'm a sympathetic <laughs> character in this sweet 16. All those other chicks. Oh, those cunts. Yeah, uh, I hate suck. them all. I just shot Daddy, them Daddy, wear a spice zebra. Daddy. Uh, anyway, the parents should just get beatings for those kids, not the kids. Um, so I, uh, I was listening to a conversation my father was having one night in the kitchen. He had sliding doors and he'd close the kitchen up and I was outside. Cause you know, when you slide a door closed, you can't hear anything. I'm business. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you slide like, it, well, is it, was, it was a, what was a that? recording studio. What was that really thin board? Like not cardboard, but even thinner. It, it's just, it was plywood? whatever. Oh. Ply, it was really thin plywood oh, doors. Yeah. And I, I was just laying outside. I knew <laughs> hear every word. He I can hear, hear you breathe. He told me to go downstairs. I was like, I went downstairs. I listened to the close the sliding doors and I right back up the yeah. stairs really quiet. And he was like, hmm, what's he talking about? And <laughs> yeah. I, ne- I never, I didn't know. I was just listening to conversation. And this is the part of it I heard. It was, uh, well, Cohen, Cohen grew up in a different time. He grew up in Georgia and they just don't know any better. And, you know, th- that's just where he comes from. So he wouldn't know any better. I had no idea at the time what he was talking about. Fast forward. Cohen's your fat- dad? <clears throat> nope. Cohen oh, is uh, my dad's friend oh, okay. in the military oh, okay. with the, with the daughter that I'm talking about. Okay. Got it. Um, fatties. No. Shortly thereafter, Cohen gets kicked out of the military without it, stripped of his retirement, everything. Everything was taken away from him. He was just kicked out of the military cold. There was no, there wasn't like honorable discharge. It was dishonorable discharge. He was kicked out of the military, stripped of his everything, all of his benefits. Um, fast forward to after my parents got divorced. I find out why Cohen was molesting his daughter. The girl that I had sex with. Cohen was molesting his own daughter. Was molesting the his own daughter. The heavy promiscuous girl. Yeah, the heavy promiscuous girl. Right. He, mm-hmm. he was sexually abusing her. Um, and then a t- little time goes by and I put some things together and I find out that my father had also molested her. Take the Cohen's daughter. Wait, Not only had they Cohen molested know? her, I think they did it together. I think it was Holy a sharing agreement. Fucking fuck. Yeah, a sort of a, a pedophilia co-op. Mm-hmm. If you want to make the worst possible parallel. Hey, you want to uh, tag team? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what are you doing oh, tonight? Ah, babysitting. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so what this tells you. I had sex with her. My dad had sex with her. I'm penis cousins You're with my own brothers. fucking dad. You're es- yeah, wait, I mean, not, not Eskimo. It's a Eskimo. No, brothers? Eskimo brothers. Yeah. That? yeah, that's the that's the that's, that's the worst part of my interaction. That's, with that's fucking weird. Horrendous. Uh, yeah, and I this that girl tried to contact me shortly after I moved away from home, and I just I didn't have I don't you didn't I don't want to go there. I don't even time. I don't want to know that she still exists. I don't want her to be dead. I don't wish her any harm. I just of don't course. want I any part of that part of my life to come back. I hope she's gotten a lot of therapy. I don't think that she did. I think she, fuck. the last I knew, she still lived at home with her parents. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, it was heinous. That is yuck. Yeah, and that, that all kind of came into me over stages of like 20 or 30 years of like, oh, oh, that's what the fuck Holy And it's fuck. unfortunate because in this case, the military did the right thing in a way. They yep. discharged. Well, why did they discharge your dad? They, I mean, I think they just didn't, he didn't, they, the mom. 12 or 15 years prior. Because a woman came to them. For, you, like, know, because, you don't know shit. Because I, of time and also because I think it's like, depending on who you tell, just the same as like you could tell two teachers in a school something and they're both going to deal with something in a different yeah. way. And the I don't morals, know who reported Cohen. Yeah. I don't, well, I shouldn't say his name. I don't know. <laughs> I won't say <laughs> his last name. I don't know re- who reported what was happening. Jail? 
no, no, no. Ooh. As far as no, no. There, I think there, fuck. I think there is a statute of limitations on this stuff. Oh, there is. Yeah. yeah. On 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 a daughter on, on a dad, sexual abuse. Yeah. There's sexual limitations on everything but murder, I believe, and even some types Capital of murder, murder. There's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is exactly, which but... is crazy. Um, yeah. So so there's. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a that's, that's a lot. I forgot that. Yeah, that's the worst. Sucks. That's the worst story, you know. And uh, I was telling some comic friends of mine that, and they're just like, "How do you wow, make what do we do with that peace with the world? Like, what do you? Th- I would. I am very. I, I I don't know how I could not think the world is this is hell. I don't. Um, I don't think the world is hell. I, I can get mad at the world very easily. I, I can personalize things in the world very so easily. Dark, dude. Um, that, oh, God, but I, I, when I look at the world, I, I, I think I'm fundamentally optimistic because I'm not dead. You have to be. It's a survival yeah. mechanism. I think at the very core of me, even though there's anger wrapped all around this and you can see it in flashes uh, and sometimes more so than others. But if I wasn't fundamentally optimistic, I know that I'd be dead. Yeah. Cause I believe that there is something for me to do out there and that uh, that's right. there's there's better times ahead and i keep going there have been yeah. very dark times especially since i lived in the city nothing like new york to force you to deal with <laughs> yeah. these things it's, it's like a fire that it will your, rubs for- it in your face well it'll forge the best or the worst of you mm-hmm. and if it forges the best of you those are the new yorkers that are smiling if it forges the worst of you that's the other 99 percent of the fucks yeah. walking the streets in the city <laughs> just miserable and angry um so i'm optimistic but it's it's not the easiest thing. Yeah. On you the know, flip it, sh- side, it shades it- your, it shades your perspective. You have a whole lot of things. The, the hardest thing for me to deal with is the time lost because yeah. it's not, he didn't, he didn't take the time away from me. I took it away from me by being angry mm. period. He, yeah. You know, he, he I, I was a victim at a point in time, not even me. My sisters were victims at points in time. I was a victim of some physical abuse at a point in time. Mm-hmm. But since that point, you wasted time. I victimized anger. myself by being angry and trying to dismiss him and, deny his his existence and you can't do that it doesn't work it's it just isn't what is and it's better to deal with the reality of the situation than try to construct a fantasy that just makes you feel better and all you end up doing is isolating yourself and yeah. sitting in a 200 square foot apartment and you're always going to see the repercussions from that eventually down the road if always. you if you brush it and then when you when you waste that time you look back and then you've wasted more time then you're angry that you've wasted more time and there's not left much time left because i don't know i could walk out as out of here and get hit by a car. Oh my God, don't. I hope not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't it know how much time I've got street. left, but as, after Sunday night, I feel, all right, this is kind of the beginning of me getting on top of the anger and being able to engage the world with compassion and understanding and, and a better sense of love than just being angry at everything. Because that's, yeah. I, I know the people, the comics that are listening to this that know me, they'll say, yeah, he's an angry dude. None of them will say that I've hit them. Yeah. You know, none of them are going to say I'm abusive, but they'll say, yeah, this is an angry motherfucker. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to be around. It's yeah. a, re- it's absolutely a repellent for people. When's and, the last time you were in a serious relationship? Serious relationship? Yeah. Um, I think the last serious one would have to be Catherine, maybe. And that was. <laughs> oh, well, Catherine. <laughs> oh. oh, Catherine. I remember her. No, I don't. I, well, how long ago was that? Mm, I was just Josh. A year and a half, two years ago. Okay. And then some off and on relationship. Did it break up because you were angry? Uh, it didn't not break up because I was help. angry. I right. was uh, I was in a real real bad spot with anger. I was oh. um, I'd, I'd gotten so angry that I thought I'd chipped a tooth when I was grinding my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you, you grit your teeth when you're angry. Oh, yeah. Did that so hard I gave myself a bloody nose one night. Jesus, you can, Jesus. that anger it, it, it's it's intense. Yeah, and you 
you almost feel like a prisoner of it. But Sometimes you're not. You're, not. you're never a prisoner. You, can you choose take to be. A step back. You yeah. can you can indulge it, and you I can agree. live there the rest of your lives. You, yeah. We see people every day that do it, and it begins to manifest in their physical being. Yeah. You know, you, I get muscle inspired. tension and posture and all that yeah. shit gets fucked up, and I do everything I can just to like take care of my physical body, and I'm yeah. not perfect, but. Do you I'm ever get inspired whenever you see like like Steven, my boyfriend, has no anger problem. He just doesn't have an anger problem. And I and sometimes I'll say things to him that I want him to I want to fucking fight right now. And he he doesn't get angry about it. He goes, All right, it's okay. And I'm like, I am you're my hero. Like I am so in awe of you that yeah. you could have taken that and you could have chosen to run with that and just like punched or whatever the fuck you would have done. Yeah. And you didn't. And I get it. That inspires me I, to be I, less angry. I almost uh, always attract very calm women. Yeah. That's uh, great. If, if I was around a hothead woman, I don't even like it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're angry. I can't handle your anger. Yeah. And then <laughs> Why are you the so angry? Yeah, you should get that fixed. It, it's such a double standard. I'm like, I've oh, never you're been angry. with an angry guy, I don't think. No, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. I, I've dated girls that, you know, one was in my mid-30s and she was just totally calm. I'd be losing my fucking mind about something. Um, and she'd be like, it's all right. Nothing, yeah, to, get, nothing that, to get upset about. Isn't that the best? But she, knows, like that? but she knows that saying calm down, because the oh, last no, thing you want to yeah. say to somebody who's angry is calm down, because the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to get beat. They're going to punch you right in the face. <sighs> oh, Don't shit. tell somebody who's angry oh, to God. calm down. That's just dumb. Yeah. Do something, you know, put your hand on me, anything yeah. like that. Whenever Steven hugs me when I'm screaming at him, I just like melt. I'm and like, I do recognize I'm the like, ridiculousness okay. of what I just said. I'm six. I'm big. I'm angry. Put your hand on me to calm me down. No, that's not what yeah, people yeah, are instinctively yeah. going to do. I, They're going to clear the area and then sweep up the broken we gotta glass. go. There's this weird guy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's weird. See, when, <laughs> I, get, so when I get angry, I just get in a, in, a, in a relationship and the other person's being calm. That just makes me angrier. I'm like, that why makes me the feel fuck good. are you not being angry right now? <laughs> I'm That's so funny. bored. Put that feeling and live it for about 28 years. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's not That's, a, it's not a problem. So That's why I don't, like that, I don't yeah. really think about it because I'm just not like a thing. I, I actually only usually get angry in relationships. Like, I don't really. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, it's like, uh, like I said, I think people are like, oh, you're angry all the time. You're just more annoyed than I'm angry. Not, yeah, I'm always like annoyed. I'm not. It's not angry. Um, the beauty of anger, I think, not the beauty, but the the trap of it is, it's uh, it's rational a lot. There are things you should be angry about. Yeah, I should yeah. be angry well, that my course. dad molested my sisters. I should be angry that I was yeah, set back be angry about that. in mm-hmm. ways that I can never fully appreciate. I should be angry that I'm never going to get the full experience of life restored <laughs> as before this all happened. I'm never going to get that back. My sisters will never get that back. Yeah. Right. And the people that we love and are in our lives will always see it and experience it to some degree. It never goes away. Right. I, it's very logical to be angry about that, but it is absolutely so. not constructive. Yeah, That's yeah. the trick. So true. And going back to what you said before, because I know you you expressed some concern over until you're over this, you don't know if you can or if it's fair to get in a relationship. But I mean, at a certain point, like you've done so much work on yourself, like you have to stop punishing yourself because yeah. every I have I have a theory that every everyone can deal with a different kind of baggage in in relationships. Like mm-hmm. Christina can deal with a different kind of baggage than I can deal with. I deal with there's a, like I uh, ec- my expertise is like addiction problems. Like that's a that's a baggage that I'm good at handling. If you have mommy issues, I can't handle that. That's not a baggage that I'm good with. <laughs> so funny. we talk about that a lot because yeah. no one no one is coming at especially, you know, we're not teenagers. No one's coming into our lives at this point who we, we would be in a relationship with a, a clean slate. It's not happening unless you're yeah. living in a bubble world. So the same with you. It's just like I feel like you've progressed so much and you're and you have so much to give. So like 
I mean, are you ever going to like just give yourself a break? Uh, you should. The, uh, the giving myself a break thing is kind of funny because you know what? You don't get the decision you don't get to make in a relationship is what they're willing to put up with. Of course not. And, but I, and I, just, I, preemptively, like, I preemptively make that. I'm like, look, I'm angry and I don't want to spill out on you. And well, it's, you it's, already me, it's ways for me to find a, so you're avoiding already... emotional vulnerability. Uh-huh. Everybody looks at me and says, oh, you're so brave. You're a comic. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys hear this. You, you ladies hear this. You're brave. You're, you're a comic. comic. You put yourself out joke. there. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And I, ne- I, I never get mad at that because I'm like, all right, that's fair enough. <laughs> People act like it's bravery, but I'm just like, no, we have to do this. Otherwise, we're going to explode it's completely self-indulgent it's not bravery it, it, at all it, 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 we have to i just do want this. people to look at me we're, yeah. born, we're born this way exactly and it should be in the dsm let's cut, yeah let's yeah. cut our brains open and look inside it's going to be a big it's old just, mess yeah, yeah. yeah well and the, the one thing I, I i will say is that uh i'm not funny because this shit happened to me right mm-hmm. i was born funny mm-hmm. this shit has shaped the way i'm funny because i yeah. absolutely love dark humor about. more mm-hmm. than yes. any doug stanhope is far and away oh. my favorite comedian he's his latest special about the oh god beer I hall putsch the, the story about his mom was so the best good. thing i've ever seen I'll on the stage beer, beer hall putsch is, is my probably the, i think the best comedy yeah. special i've ever seen yeah. i'm gonna say at least the best in the last 10 years yeah. i love gary yeah. goldman I, I think he's a genius <gasps> gary Goldman's yeah, great he's too great. Um, but he's not dark so it's it's hard yeah to so have I, a, I i love, I love you're a dark, dark person yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and just the the grit and the parallel between uh scientology and the occupy wall street movement <laughs> was a genius send-off of the occupy wall street movement it just summed it up as like look don't beat a fucking drum go do actual things <laughs> yeah, yeah it was it was amazing so it, it it informs my comedy and i like to find the humor in the darkness because is the way i see it the highest and best use of what we do Absolutely. is to purge the pain of tragedy through laughter and if we can't do that why am i doing this so right. eloquently put oh thanks so that was a good note to end on um that's a beautiful yeah um what do you, do you do you have anything else you want to say you want to mention you want to bring up you want to thanks for having me on because you, you've you caught me at a, you've do you feel worse a, or better after yeah, this hour i i feel uh, i feel the same as i did when i came in okay. i was excited I'll to take be it. here i'm excited to have done <laughs> at it at least it's not worse yeah and you guys caught me at this really interesting juncture where i'm feeling better now than i have probably in the last 15 years of my life about okay. how i'm gonna deal with this stuff so That's i'm feeling rad, better man. now good are you actively dating or looking for love or anything like that. Are you looking for love, Troy? Are you looking if, for love? It's a love show. You want to find some love for you, it's Troy? Love and sex you got and relationship You got show. Tinder? You Tinder? Got I got Tinder. You're on Tinder? How? Nah, I'm not on Tinder. Oh, I was like, I can't believe I never on Tinder. I, I, was I haven't for, gone on in a long time. I was for a while. I came off of it. Um, it's a cesspool. If you're trying to restore your faith in humanity, I would don't not go on there. Tinder for that. I would no. not just go, go on for some posts. You know, well, the puss I get enough with the naked show video. I've sent that out a couple of times and that works. Very nice. Oh, you he's, got a big he's, dick? He's so brave. Got no. Oh. And if you see the video, you're going to be like, why is his dick looking to the it's, left? It's What's his dick hot. looking at? To the left, to the left. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm looking stage forward and my dick's like, no, this is That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I'll show you the video if you and want it. Where can we, do you want people to find you? Where can you find you? Plug your, your shit. At Troy Allen Comic, A-L-A-N, um, on Twitter. You can, uh, and my blog, at Troy Allen Comic on Tumblr. You can go find those please mm-hmm. sign up follow those and then come to my show on the lower east side of beauty bar every thursday another oh, bar show that's yeah, a great show beauty bar highly it's recommend fun, yeah awesome awesome well thank you so much for being Thanks. so honest i know this is not easy but um it was fun 
Good. Well, and great. As far as this, <laughs> fun for you. No, yeah, fun for everybody funnest, else listening. This is the most fun now. talk about pedophilia I've ever had. <laughs> I got the best pedophilia conversation like ever. <laughs> There's going to be an outbreak of pedophilia parties in the country. Like, let's get together and talk about pedophilia. No, no, no. I, I was, was like, as long as no kids no, are no, there. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god. Um. Well, thank you so much, Troy. This has been another episode of Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. Thanks for listening. Gone astray. I'm just trying to find my.